God wants to take us to the next level. He wants to take us higher. And, you know, the upward call of God in Christ. That's very, you know, that's the way the Bible says it. We say it, that going to the next level. Um, and you've heard the terms growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Growing in the grace and knowledge. You, you've heard, remember what Paul was telling the Galatians when they were messed up. Man, I, I'm just really want, I'm praying for you until Christ is formed in you. Where there's a fullness of Christ in you. Well, this is, this is, now I want to talk to you about what I just showed you. I want to talk to you practically what it really means uh, to, to me and I believe what it means to you. Is you see, um, God wants to take us to the next level. He really does. God wants to form and manifest His character in every one of us in this room in a greater way. I don't care. You may be the most spiritually mature person in this room, but you ain't manifesting a whole bunch of God. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot more of Him to be manifested in your life, my life. A whole lot more. He's a whole lot more in me than He is being expressed through me. And God wants to to release that to us. More and more, He wants to release His nature and His character in us and through us. Are you with me? So turn to uh, John 13. Let's read this. John chapter 13. And let me just talk to you practically how this can apply. Are you all with me so far? Because you've been awful quiet sort of looking at me like, don't be getting weird on me. But the problem is about getting weird, the stuff's in the Bible. You know, there's weirdness in the Bible. John 13, everybody knows this wonderful story. Okay? Verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that His hour had come, that He should depart from the world to the Father, having loved His own who were in the world, He loved them to the end. That's Jesus. Ain't that right? I thank you, Lord. (laughs) The Lord loves you to the end, no matter what your end may be. (laughs) And supper being ended, there's a lot of ending in this couple things here. The devil, he's always getting in, trying to get in on on the show. But, you know, the Lord doesn't really invite him. In fact, we need to quit inviting the devil in. Somebody in this room this morning, I believe, has a lot of faith in the devil. You're scared. And the Lord's saying, don't have that much faith in the devil. Have faith in me. Have more faith in me and my ability to care for you and take care of you than the devil's ability to, to take away from you. And you really need to hear that. The devil, having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, the son, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand, that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from the supper and laid aside his garment and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. So this is the, one of the last things Jesus did you know, for his disciples before he died. You know, Because if you just go on through John now, he gets into a lot of discussions and stuff. and It's a lot about him, you know, what he did. But, you know, the thing that, that I want you to see in it this morning is the Lord Himself, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, was there with His disciples 
invited them to sit down and have supper with him. And this lion, this king, suddenly decides to become an ox and begins to wash their feet, begins to, to serve these disciples. And here's what the Lord was asking me. He was asking me, you want to be a leader or you want to be a servant? You want to be a, you want to be a lion or you want to be an ox? And I think what happens with most of us is God has put certain giftings in us, certain characteristics of His nature in us. There are those in this room who are very naturally, not, and I'm talking about naturally from the Lord, not just from natural, not from your carnal nature. I'm talking about from the Spirit of God. Where God has put in you certain like leadership qualities. You're bold, you're an initiator, you're the kind of guy who likes to, or kind of woman, gal, who likes to be out front, likes to, you know, is more aggressive, you know, let's get the job done, let's take care of things, kind of personality. You're, you're, you know, the Lord's manifesting the line nature in you. He's manifesting His leadership in you. And then there are those in this room who are more serving and more, uh, you know, willing, you know, behind the scenes, making sure People are taking care of, you know, making sure everybody's okay, make, want everybody to be happy, never wanting to be necessarily seen. You see what I'm saying? And the Lord was saying, which one do you want to be? Which one do you really want to be? And, you know, you're going to naturally say, well, if you're the, if you're the line, you're going to say, I want to be the line, Lord, you know. You know, the line of the tribe of Judah, you know, the line has roared. Who but can't prophesy? That's what we would do, naturally. Or, no, you know, Lord, I'm happy to serve people. I don't want to be noticed. You know, I'm just happy and I'm blessed and I don't want the pressure of all that. Just let me, you know, do these things and people will be blessed and happy and everybody will be taken care of in the family. The children will be good. I'll push them out front. I'll stay in the background. You know, there's lots of women who do that. And uh, But here's what the Lord's saying. No, no. God wants to bring us to the next level. You see, the Lord Himself is a lion and the Lord Himself is an ox. And what God wants to do, because we'll, what we'll do is we'll camp out where we're comfortable. We will just flat camp. Let's camp out over here in the lion camp and just go around roaring all the time, biting people. Let's just do that. Where the Lord's saying, if that's what you are, that's what you're coming with, guess what? I want you to move over here to the ox camp for a while. I want you to step out of what you're comfortable with, and I want you to become something else. I want you to grow up. I want more of my nature revealed in you. I'm not just interested in having a daggone herd of lions. I need some oxen. I'm looking for lionness in you, and I'm looking for oxen in you. Are you with what I'm saying to you? It's the character of Christ being formed and revealed in you. That's the gospel message. That's why we have four gospels. Because they're all saying, listen, this is what Jesus is like. He's a lion one moment, the next moment he's a, he's a servant. See, here's what we can do. Lord, we'll do one or the other. If you want us to be the leader, we will do it. But don't make me do both. Is that not right? I mean, that is the truth. It's very hard to do, but you have a hard time. Well, I thought I was supposed to be a leader. Why am I having, you know, why does he want me to do this? Why does he want me on my knees? If I'm supposed to be a leader. Or, do y'all follow that? 
Because I've really struggled in my heart of all this leadership stuff you have in the church and all this servant stuff you have in the church. I'm thinking, how do you make all this stuff equal out? It doesn't make sense logically. And it doesn't. But you see, that's why there's four faces on this beast. And that's why you have to have servant leaders. That's why you have to have them. Because the Lord's a servant leader. He's a lion and he's an ox. He's both. Are you all with me? Now, here's the key. Feels good. I mean, this is, this is really working me over. Because I was really ready. You know, sometimes I get in this leadership, thing about this leadership stuff, and you think, man, I don't want to hear nothing else about that stuff. I'm tired of that. There's even people who say you shouldn't do leadership teaching because Jesus never taught on it. And I'm thinking, God, how could they say that? It's not true. Jesus is a leader. He's the greatest leader there ever was. Um, but here's a key right here. It says in uh, verse 1, it says that Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And suffered being in the devil, having already put in the heart of Jesus, asked and so on. Je- now this is it, verse 3. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God. In other words, Jesus had this... Uh, issue of knowing who he was and knowing where he was going settled in his life. That was a settled issue with him. And it says he laid aside his robe. In other words, he, he didn't quit being the line. See, that's what we want to do. Well, if I'm going to be the servant, I can't be the line. If I'm going to be the ox, I can't be the line. I can't be the leader and be the servant. I've got to be this all humble thing, but I can't be bold and aggressive. You know, in the natural, that's what we do. But Jesus, it says, all it says he did, he didn't, he didn't throw away his robe. He didn't throw away his leadership. He didn't throw away his line-like mantle. He set it aside for a moment so he could do something at that moment that needed to be done. But he didn't quit being who he was. And so I'm not proposing to you to quit being who God's called you to be. I'm not proposing to you to forsake the thing that God's placing you that's strong in you, but I am saying to you, there's something else that God has for your life. If you want to grow up and be a real, more mature Christian, a more fully developed Christian, a Christian who really manifests the life of Jesus Christ, He's got something else for you. He's got something else for you. And it really is a truth. We need to work on our strengths and really get real strong, but we need to allow the Lord to start working on those other areas of our life. Are y'all with me? Um, I hope y'all getting this. Um, turn to Matthew 21. I was really blessed. I was wanting to just tell y'all this little side story while we turn to Matthew 21. You know, uh, Nikki Hodges got married yesterday. And they had a real, like, real small wedding up in the mountains. And <clears throat> Becky and I went to the wedding. And one thing that, and I, I'm just going to really brag on Dean Stein right now because he's not here to hear it. So this is what I saw. You know, when Kathy Hodges died a couple years ago, Dean Stein took the Hodges family under his wing and really... I don't know that they'd ever, they'd ever called Dean Stein a father, but he really fathered that family. One of the worst things that could ever happen to a, a man or a woman would be to lose their spouse, a child or lose a parent. And, and Dean washed, has washed the Hodges' feet for the last two years. He has washed their feet. He has served them people. 
and help walk them through one of the most difficult times that a person could go through in their life. And what I you know, I really want to encourage you about becoming spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers. The person that you may be serving may never see you that way, but that's not what it's about. It's about what I saw yesterday was redemption. I saw a family that God held together that could have became bitter, that could have became mad, that could could have really fallen apart because, I mean, they lost, you know, this, this woman they lost was an exceptional person. Kathy Hodges, you know, she was exceptional. And, and I really saw how Dean and Jenny really washed their feet, really served that family. And it was just awesome. And I really feel like God, remember the two messages I gave you? I gave you a message about how Jesus washed Peter's feet. Actually, he talks about that in there, about how he washed his feet when Peter failed and restored him in his moment of weakness. Remember that message? And then I gave you a message about how Peter did the same thing to John Mark. The same thing. And yesterday, I saw that message being lived out. I just, all of a sudden, I just saw a panoramic view of Dean over the last two years restoring and helping a family, Dean and Jenny. And I was really blessed by it. And I really feel like God is, is trying, and, and, you know, Becky mentioned a couple of weeks about, you know, um, how the Doug and Ann t- has, have taken Kelly into their home. And, have, and they're really washing her feet. They're really serving her. And God is calling us to that. That's what God's calling us to be. As a church, He wants our congregation to serve others. He wants our congregation to serve other congregations. He wants our congregation to serve, serve other, other uh, ministries, you know, like you know, Pastor Noah's ministry, Salvation Now. Look it up on the, on the World Wide Web, salvationnow.com. Be interested and see what it's on. It's a great website. But that's what God's calling us to do. And there's fruit in it. There's eternal fruit in it. There's eternal fruit in it. Are y'all with me? And I really want to encourage you. I believe those two messages I gave, I believe they were from the Lord. They may not have been the best preached message or best taught message, but I believe it was God talking to us. I really do. I believe it was a word from the Lord. And we'd be wise to heed God when He speaks and start asking Him to show us how to do this stuff. Amen? Well, that was a commercial. Matthew 21, I'm going to read verse 12 through 14. It says, Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple, overturned the tables of the money changers and the seat of those who sold doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. So what do you see? You see, you see the lion come roaring into the temple, you know, cleaning house. And then all of a sudden you see the ox healing people, serving people, loving people. All at one moment, Jesus went from being this ferocious lion to being a humble ox taking care of people's needs. And see, what we've got to... Some of us need to grow up in here. Some of us need to let other people be that. Okay? Some of us need to let other people be ferocious when we need to be ferocious. And we also need to let them be serving when they need to be serving. We don't need to put boxes around each other and determine, this is what you are, therefore you should act this way. We don't need to do that with ourselves or with each other. 
and allow the, the lion-like nature to come out and roar. Well, guess what? This is one thing I learned about the Lord years ago. I didn't really understand these terms. Years ago, um, I was going through a very difficult time in my life, you know, a time where God was really crushing me. And I was just really at the end of my rope on this deal. You know, I was like, man, i got to, you know, I, help, you know, get me out of this. What in the world has happened to my life? What has happened to my Christianity? What has happened to God? I mean, what in the world did I sign up for here? All of a sudden, God is this God that I didn't know about. He's this God that who, you know, I didn't sign up for this God. I mean, that's the way I felt. And I told the Lord, Lord, I just don't understand you. It's like this, you have this new face that you're showing me now. You had one face that you showed me for a while, and now all of a sudden you've come across and you're different towards me. And the way he was, he was like Jesus was that day when he came into the temple driving out the money changers. He was like the lion. He was ripping all the carnality and all the mess that was in my life. He was going after it and, and, and really, you know, dealing with me as a lion would its prey. You know, and God, I'm going to tell you, God will come after the carnality in our lives. And he will be like a roaring lion to you. And he will go after those things and he will be vicious. He will be vicious. He was with me. He was very vicious with me. Oh, brother, that can't be the Lord who died on the cross for you. But let me say, oh, brother, the Lord does not care about your carnal nature. He, he does not like your carnal nature. He wants to kill your carnal nature. That's what the cross was all about. You know? And he will be like a lion. Because the Lord up at that time had been like a man. He had loved on me. He had taken care of me. He had related to me. I understand Byron, you know, you're young. But then the day came when he didn't say that. The day came when he started roaring. So some of you, the Lord's going to roar at you. He don't just roar at the, the devil. He roars at us. And he's going to go after things in you. And there's even a scripture in Lamentations 3.10. It says, he was like a, lamb, uh, a, like a lion in ambush. Like a lion. And let me just prophesy to you. God is fixing to ambush some people. He's waiting on you. When you step across a certain place, He's going to come out like a lion. And man, you don't want that. I'm telling you, it will, it will take your breath away. It really will. I mean, can you imagine being in the jungle and all of a sudden you're walking down the path and a lion jumps out in front of you, roaring at you? It would be very frightening. We want to see lions behind the bars. But I'm going to tell you, the Lord Jesus is saying, you're not going to put him behind bars in his life. And he will come after things. And it will be the best thing that ever happened to you. Because once he's ate all that up, he'll come in and serve you like the ox and heal you. And he has wounded, but he will bind us up again. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Let me just turn over to John 4. I'll be through. One more. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Let me read just one other little, little thing right quick. Because I don't want to just focus on the lion and the, and the ox, but I want to, I want to tell you something There's about the eagle. You know, the Lord's an eagle, but he's also a man. Okay? Uh, John 4. Everybody knows this is a great story in the Bible. In verse 6, the woman at the well, remember that? It says, now Jacob's well was there in verse 6 of John 4. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. Notice what it says, that, that Jesus was tired. Jesus was tired from his journey. In other words, Jesus was, was 
What was he being at that moment? He was being a man. The man, the man Christ Jesus was being revealed. He was not no lion. He was a man that was tired. Sitting there. Excuse me. Having hiccups on the microphone. <laughs> Sitting there by the well. And then a woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said, Give me a drink. In other words, he was a man, and men have what? Needs, right? Men can be needy. Men can have, be thirsty. Men can be tired. Men can be disappointed. Men can be let down. Men can go through things, you know. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. And then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, now, guess what the man just did? Uh-oh. The man went from being the man, the man went to being an eagle. And he says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living waters. I think what happens a lot of times with people is this. is because we feel in our hearts, we feel our human humanness. We feel the bonds of humanity on us. And we allow it to disqualify us from being revelatory. We allow it to disqualify us from being able to look into a person's life and start speaking into their life. In other words, we feel the bonds of, of humanness But we stay trapped there. You know the old saying, that person is so heavenly minded, they know, they know earthly good. You ever heard that saying? You know. But there's a lot of people who just, just you're so stuck in, I'm practical, this is realistic, that you never can make that switch over to, to the, the spiritual realm. You can't step out of the practical realm into the spiritual realm. Well, I'm practical, you know, and I'll do these things, and, you know, that's just not what God's got for me. But let me suggest to you this morning that God does have that for you. Because God, God hasn't just called you to be a man. He's called you to be an eagle. Everybody in this room, God's called you to be an eagle, not just be a man. Now, the wonderful thing about this was when Jesus came to this woman, or when this woman and Jesus intersected in her life, He didn't approach her as no eagle. He didn't start prophesying to her and, and talking all this spiritual stuff. Oh, you know, the Lord, you know, and blah, blah, and Lulu, and yeah, yeah. And you're sitting over here like, what is wrong with this person? You ever been around people like that? I mean, they are just so up there. They're off somewhere in the stratosphere. You know what I'm saying? And this is what really irritates a lot of these stratosphere people. Their lives are a mess. You know? <laughs> I mean, they don't even mow their grass. You know, so the people next door, I think people think they're Christian there. It looks like a jungle over there to me. That's Jim. He's got weeds. You know what I'm saying? So Jesus was very human when He approached her. He won that woman over by being her, that she could relate to Him. She could see this guy's a man. He's tired. He's not like all the other men, you know, because he's not prejudiced. You know, she was seeing something in this man. But all of a sudden, this man didn't stay a man. This man switched in and he starts prophesying to her. You know the rest of the story. He starts saying, go get your husband. I don't have a husband. No, you don't. You've had four or five husbands. You're living. You're shacking up with this guy right now. And 
telling her the truth. And guess what happened? It says a whole town got saved. A whole town. Because a person decided this. A man decided, I'm, I'm going to be a man, but I'm not just going to be a man. I'm going to be an eagle also. I'm going to go beyond where maybe I feel discomfortable. So I want to encourage you this morning. That's the character of Christ that God, I'm talking about, God wants to grow you up. He wants to grow me up. And whatever you feel comfortable with, you feel comfortable being that man, I'm real practical, I can do these things, and whenever there's, you know, needs in the church, I can go out there and drive nails, I encourage you to keep doing that. <laughs> Don't stop now, right, friend? <laughs> but there may come a time when God's calling you to be prophetic. There may come a time when God's calling somebody, there's a person with a need, and it's not driving nails that's going to meet that person's needs. They need to hear something from God. They need to get a word from the Lord. And you can do it if you will begin to allow His nature to be formed in you. Now, one thing, let me just say this. I feel like God's raised up different groups in the earth today. Like He's raised up people who have a very big emphasis on the prophetic. That's, you know, that's the eagle thing. And, and, and they're there to minister that prophetic anointing, to teach about prophetic, to really raise people into being prophetic. But I can promise you, if you get to hang around people with just a bunch of prophetic guys, you will come away kind of whooped up on. Okay? Them little eagles will put their claws in you in a heartbeat and not think nothing about it. Um, and I believe God's raising up this, this governmental thing He wants to raise up in, in, in the church. He wants to raise up a godly government. And that speaks of the line... The government, his rulership, his kingship, his headship. He wants to raise these things up. Um, I feel like, this is new for me, I feel like this whole move that we see that, that's called the seeker-sensitive move. You know, seeker-sensitive is really sensitive to people. That really is the man aspect of the Lord. Where God is trying to relate to people on people's level. He goes down, I'll relate to you, I'm going to meet you where you're at. You know, but who, you know, I wouldn't want to, Spend my life with God just relating to me like that. I mean, I'm saying I need some eagle, you know. I need some healing. You know, I need an ox to come in here and heal me. You know, that whole uh, inner healing and, 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 you know, physical healing, divine healing movement, that's really the ox ministry of the Lord. Are you getting what I'm trying to say to you this morning? Is that God is not one-dimensional. He is not just this way or just that way or just that way, just old bald-headed eagle back there. You know, God, there's more than Him. And I'm challenging you to become something more than what you are. Because He's something more. And we need to step out of what we are and become something else. You may need to focus on, I'm going to go camp out in the eagle camp for a while. I'm going to become an eagle. That doesn't mean I can't step back there and be a man. It's easy. I know how to do that. Well, I mean to camp out in the ox camp for a while and be an old ox. Just be a servant. Quit trying to be the man all the time. Quit trying to initiate and, you know, have, you know, run my mouth all the time. Maybe I just need to shut up and, you know, tread out some stuff for people. You know? Or maybe you just have been shut up and you've been shredding out and you need to say, I need to start getting a little more bold in my life. God's calling us to that. That's the gospel message. That's the character of Christ. That's the nature of the person that's living inside of you who wants out. He wants out. He wants out. He wants to get out of you and start showing himself to the world. Are you with me? So I just really 
ask you today, and I ask myself, you know, please, let's, let's go on with the Lord. Let's allow Him to do this in our life. Let's step out of our comfort zones and allow the Lord to do this in our life. And I believe as you, know, as you behold the Lord that He'll probably do that. Amen? Okay, let's just stand up and we'll pray. And Yeah, Sarah's going to say something. She can be sort of lion-like. <laughs> I just wanted to say something. This is really good. But, and just realizing that Jesus, you said a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, that we really need to get who Jesus is and allow him to be formed in us instead of making him and God who we are, you know. And, um, and that's really, and letting that come out. And a few years ago, I was in South Africa, and we were do, showing the Jesus film. And one night, I was sitting and watching it when we were showing it, and it just hit me watching it like never before how awesome Jesus really was and how he really was able to be a lion and serve and and how much we, well, me, I wasn't anything like that. You know, it was like it just was really seeing who he was. And then the, a few days later we had to go out, and we were in one of the poorest areas. And here we were Americans. We were the only white peri- people in this city, and they were so poor and just there was a lot, a lot, a lot of crime. It was really dangerous where we were. We were supposed to go out and clean up the streets. And I thought, and, you know, and I, and I really, what I saw on that film was that that was him being a leader, was to go out there to where, to this place where you felt completely stupid cleaning their streets because you felt like they thought you were going to just be, you know, they were going to roll their eyes or something. But it was like, I, the Lord allowed me to see how he would clean those streets, that he would clean them serving those people and allow them to see Jesus that way. And it was so awesome. It was so awesome to see the Lord be able to be past me and allow him to be through me because I probably would have gone out there and, you know, been like, oh, gross, you know, because it was filthy, you know, and just like, you know, your own little self-complaining through it, but how when I realized who Jesus really was and how that's what he loved to do, he loved to serve. At the same time, he loved to be a lion and, and really, you know, but at the same time, he loved, that was him being a leader, was serving and how his way.